0: Glytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as The Hell Power Hour! <laughs> the Hell Power
1: Hour! Ricky, Amki, Danny... Your children it's just that simple oh flash gordon <laughs> mr. me
0: tear down this wall brand new me tell me
1: it doesn't change anything shut up window <laughs> <laughs> shut up Hello,
2: everybody, and welcome back to the Hale Ming Power Hour. We have two out-of-this-world science fiction thrillers for you this week. One of them is way more thrilling than the other one, so we're just going to— One's a lukewarm water kind of thrill. Right. One of them was made in the 90s, and you can kind of (laughs) tell. Just a little. Just a little. Not Not that the 90s were bad. just, Just that the 80s were better. It's, it's, it's a fact. That is a fact. It's science, really. <laughs>
3: 68% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> of course, we've got two great movies we were talking about. We've got The Hidden, which is incredible. Better than we remember, actually. I've been waiting a while to talk about this, and I revisited a while back. I'm really excited about that one. But you also got I Come in Peace, or Dark Angel, whichever one you want to call it from there. But uh, that's a lot of fun, too. So we're going to dive off in these two and just have a good time.
2: Yeah, so, you know, we're going to have Lewis Gossett Jr. come in about halfway through. Randy Quaid. Randy (laughs) Quaid. Enemy Mine, like this uh, reunion. Because, you know, Randy Quaid was in that.
3: Oh no! I'm a soundboard. <laughs>
2: Say that, that was he- his brother Dennis Quaid, of course. <laughs> Hell, man, that's true. Randy Quaid was not in it. No. Um, it would have been
3: a better movie though if it would if he would have been.
2: Well, he was in it, you know, briefly as one of the little creatures that, that falls down in the lion pit. Yeah, <laughs> larky proof.
3: Larky proof. Oh.
2: Wait, that's. We're not
3: going to cover. Yeah, um, we, we are going to cover enemy mind. There's no doubt about that. So just hold on to your hats on that one, folks. But we are okay. going to talk about the hidden in 1990s. I come in peace. I we'll, come in peace.
2: <laughs>
3: we'll be right back after
1: this.
2: The Hail Ming Power Hour is brought to you by The Umbrella Corporation. Products worth dying for. Twice. And. Loyal subjects of Mongo, like you.
1: Hail Ming!
3: Alright everybody, welcome back. We're going to jump right into the 1990 classic, I Come in Peace. And I remember seeing this one back in the day. This is this is movie made me terrified of CDs.
2: Yeah, I'm, I still... Will not pick up a CD. Won't get anywhere near them. I, I'm afraid that they have, uh, you know, turned their radio dial to station W K I L L.
3: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie, and it's going to be a lot of fun talking about it. We're going to jump off into it, but to give us a synopsis for this iconic Oscar-winning movie, <laughs> <laughs> it could have it, it, it in could have some country, Oscar.
2: sure. Oscar so Mayer Wiener. Oscar could
3: have won something. <laughs> Here's the Oscar Mayer Wiener Award. All right. <laughs> to give us a synopsis is one I haven't heard. I haven't heard this one. It's a, oh. uh, it's a crappy Jack Nicholson.
1: Well, hey there,
2: Sparky. Jack Nicholson here to talk to you about a movie called Dark Angels otherwise known as I Come in Peace. The movie's about a G-Man who infiltrates the Woodstock Festival of Music and Love in 1969, (laughs) attempting to undermine the hippie movement by selling an LSD called Dark Angel. It works out okay for him for a minute until they come on to his plan. And then a group of hippies beat him to death with a French horn.
3: <laughs> it's a
2: brutal scene, <laughs> worth watching. And you might not think that hippies carry French horns, but you'd be mistaken. Because they will the mean,
1: and you can't handle the truth.
3: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: the uh, the studio audience did not like that i'll have to tell jackie
3: it's the french horn man i mean that's that's what it is because everybody knows hippies do not play french horn we've we've established that already so
2: i think the movie and jack nicholson would be different.
3: <laughs> all um, right man let's jump into this classic uh here we go why do we watch i come in peace well, one reason that
2: you watch I Come in Peace is a trope that came around the 80s. Action movies, and particularly action movies with a lot of death in them, that happen around Christmas. <laughs> right, right. right? I mean, That's kind you know, of the, the trend at the time. Christmas right. carols, you got lots of people, ah, a bomb bug, and then they get killed. I mean, and this is one of them. It happens <laughs> pretty often, and, and, and in this case, two aliens end up duking it out in an intergalactic drug trade. Right. At Christmas, time. Why, Christmas why,
3: time. why would they not? Why would they not? I mean, if you're going to be an alien and come down and, and do your business, some drug dealing or whatever it may be, why not during the, the happiest time of the year? Yeah, come on down to Christmas and do your business. Right. It's probably easier to get people that way. They're out yeah, shopping, no. you know. So, yeah, that's awesome. I, the first thing I had, CDs are the devil. My mama used to tell me that, and now I believe it after watching this movie again because – you know, that's kind of the weird thing about this movie is this is right after CDs had already been established, so it's kind of hard to make something like that scary. <laughs> it's like, yeah. hey, why don't we take this thing that everybody is familiar with and make it an object object of destruction? And uh, they kind of do the same thing with Hellraiser three, and I think it just kind of hurts it.
2: Yeah, Hellraiser three was kind of the Cenobite DJ element, right. and I I'm not <laughs> even going to defend that. I We'll handle Hellraiser at a different time. I, I don't have quite as much hate for Hellraiser 3 as you do, but I understand it.
3: That's I, don't hate, I don't hate it. I just thought that uh, some of the Cenobites were kind of lame. So.
2: No argument. No <laughs> argument. Um, but yeah, with, with Dark Angel, I'm going to say this. I, I revisited it, and unlike The Hidden, I, I found that I didn't like it as much. So. You're lucky because we're here to tell you the stuff to watch for so you don't have to really worry about the rest of the movie. You can right. do whatever you got to do and then make sure you, you hang out for certain points. One of them being the, the CD murder weapon.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean – The
2: alien has a has a knife that's a CD and he can send it after people, put it on certain frequencies or body heat, and it just kills everybody in the room. It, it hits them all in the throat.
3: That's right. And it it bounces off the walls and stuff. It's all magnetic, and it's uh, I don't know if he can necessarily control it himself, but he just turns this thing loose, and it's just like a crazy boomerang. It's just there to chop everybody's heads off.
2: Yeah, well, the cool uh, uh, mad scientist guy he explains that you know it's been tuned to uh, yeah I think he says it he tunes it to ninety eight point six you know so (laughs) that it it, it's kind of like a heat seeking missile, right? So, Which leads us to believe maybe the giant alien with white hair and the other giant alien with black hair might not have the same body heat that we have.
3: Yeah, I would think so. That may be because they're aliens.
2: Maybe. They need a giant gun to kill them. Right. A giant yeah. gun. A big gun. Yeah. And we'll we'll get into that, too, with uh, with Split Second. You know, guns are too small. <laughs> yes,
3: absolutely. So a reason I got. This is just kind of a given of the time, man. The soundtracks by Jan Hammer. For you guys that don't know Jan Hammer, I'm sorry. You missed out. Uh, The Axle F uh, F theme from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Jan Hammer.
2: Yeah, I personally was not familiar with him, so I'm I'm learning here. I thought it it resembled the Big Trouble Little China music.
3: A uh, lot. It's very there synthesized. were in it
2: where, sure. where I thought it might have even been taken from. But, you know, synthesizers are synthesizers, and being what they are, they they might just bear a resemblance. But I think right. there are a few tunes that might have gotten awfully close.
3: Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, we haven't heard from Jan Hammer since, really, so there you go. And yeah, John re- Carpenter had him. Yeah, knocked off, yeah. So that happens when you rip off his themes, man. So any yes. aspiring... Uh, musicians out there, if you're going to try to rip off John Carpenter, not a good idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. Public service announcement for you. Because we can't. From the Hail Mary Power Hour. That's right. <laughs> okay, so,
2: like I said, we can save you a lot of time here. There's a premise in this movie. There's an alien that's come down. He's got weird alien weapons. His plan is to steal heroin, make people overdose with heroin so that their body, so their brains fill up with endorphins, right. extract those endorphins, and sell them on other planets because that's the real drug. Right. And that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, that's how the movie got pitched as far as getting made for sure.
2: Yeah, th- that's a that's a really cool plot. Right. It's just that, you know, when you get beyond that, it, it's really just an action movie with Dolph Lundgren and Brian Ben-Ben. <laughs> and if you don't remember Brian Ben-Ben from Dream On, then you probably weren't the same age as me with access to it, watching it just because it had a lot of sex in it. So... You know, it's Brian Benben, and I'm with you, kids. I'm not sure what to make of it.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay one one thing for me, being a horror fan, a good point for this movie may not be a reason to really watch it. Yeah. But when you see this guy, his name's he's Sherman Howard, and he was Bub in uh, Day of the Dead. So he's the the first cop that's working the deal with the drug dealers on stuff. He's kind of like the the undercover guy. And they find out he's undercover and everything goes bad. He's like, the, no, 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 I'm wrong. I'm wrong. He's, he's the main bad guy. He's the yeah, main, he's bad, the main guy. bad guy. The, right. the other guy was
2: black. I was like, right. I don't think Bob was black.
3: Right, right. I was totally wrong with that. But that's true. He's the main bad guy that takes off to Jamaica or wherever he goes. And he's got the picture with the chicks. <laughs> he's like, yeah. wish you were here. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, well, and, and the whole bad guy click there is probably a reason that, to wash over. Because the bad guy gang is called the white boys. Right. And their whole gimmick is that they're successful yuppies.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a heck of a group of bad guys for you right there.
2: And, I mean, you know, it's like, hey, Stan, get in the Mercedes Benz and we'll ride <laughs> this guy down. They just aren't. And even when they're being intimidating, like – Look out, Dolph Lundgren! The the white boys are coming to get you. It just they 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 all have guns, and you're just like, get it, get it, put the gun. down. Right. You don't really <laughs> even think they're going to use them. Don't even shoot that thing. <laughs> but it does start with a cool burglary where they steal heroin from the cops, and there's like a I don't know if you've seen uh, The Untouchables. You know the, right. the killer in that kind of a kind of a greasy assassin guy. The white boys have one of those guys, and and that guy's. Kind of intimidating. He kills a lot of people without really having to, and kind of establishes that early on that he's kind of your, I don't know, your your tantamount, you know, bad guy. He's not the bad guy alien, and he's not the lead bad guy, but he's the guy you watch out for. He's Mr. Milo from uh, right. from Last Boy Scout. Right. Not not the same actor, but you know, he's that kind of the, like, the henchman. Right. Right. He's the
3: he's the dangerous henchman guy. Yeah, and uh, he had a name. I don't know what it was. I don't care. So this is my own little theory of what's happening here, but I think <laughs> I see that. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, one of the main things here is uh, the whole reason that the aliens come to do all this and to inject people with heroin and go through this whole process is he really needed cataract surgery really bad, man. man. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you couldn't see what he was doing half the time. I think <laughs> Yeah, he, he that,
2: that, that actor is just kind of weird that way. He just looks away uh. and, and of course, the only thing he knows how to say in in English, you know, hence the the title that, that Rick and I uh, came in on was he would say, "I come in peace." Yeah, and, you know, it's a weird little element. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. almost, it's <laughs> almost a horror element there because, like, he it's like the only thing he knows how to say is just this blatant lie. Yeah. to to these people and the list of kills. You know, if, if you're you know, if you're looking for your Krueger list of kills here, you know. There's, there's a pretty decent number of kills. That, there's a that bunch.
3: He, and they're all yeah. killed the same way. So it's like you can, like we said about the fast forward deal, you can get to like the second or third one of these, and you pretty much seen he does the same thing every time. Yeah. You get I mean, a little more detail every time, but – he does the thing and it's the same camera shot and it comes out of the hand. It sticks in the person. Yeah.
2: It's probably just repeated those right. camera shots. Right. And except for their you know, different chest because it right. shoots into their chest yeah. and then it shoots into their head and it takes out the endorphins. Yeah. Um, the, I guess it's the second killer is the Rosie the Riveter chick. And
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> she's all right. There's a reason to watch the movie. There's a yeah! mechanic. There's a mechanic girl who gets murdered by the alien. And it's <laughs> not really a, a, a titillating scene, right? I mean, no pun intended there, but
3: uh, <laughs> I don't have a sound for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a good sound. What about this one?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know, you got your you got your typical cop movie, um, cops partner is uh, is killed early on
3: it's Dolph Lundgren who likes to you know action roll in and and you're asking yourself right now how does Dolph Lundgren go around as a cop and he's already been killed it's it's another part of the story now that's hey, <laughs> his partner gets killed his
2: partner gets killed. did I say he got killed <laughs> I don't know maybe I said after he got killed <laughs> right meeting the partner but I didn't clarify his partner is killed in a in a deal that that he was kind of, you know, the watchman on. He had the the earpiece in, and then another crime occurs. He goes in there and roundhouse kicks a, a, a hopped up, you know, uh, liquor store robber in the face. And while he's doing his action deal, his partner's in there sweating it out. When they they figured him out and they're about to kill him, and uh, he's like, "Oh, what are you talking about? I could I've been swimming in raw sewage and I love it. You know, nobody's coming to help him." No way. So, uh, yeah, so you got that whole, I, I got my partner killed early on thing. And then there's some stupid, he he always keeps his promises thing. So his boss is like, just promise me you get off this case. Right. Okay, I promise. But she doesn't. So yeah, maybe that's that's broken right away. But
3: Yeah, yeah. So it's the typical renegade cop. And then he gets the new partner that's by the book. And it's all kinds of shenanigans that go along with that. So, yeah. uh, you
2: know. Well so. He was, well, so what does your book say about that? Well, I don't know. Betty, Betty, Betty. so all right in my house? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like the, so, so the guy comes from the feds or the CIA. Right. I think it's the feds. And, you know, he takes over and he's like, look, we're going to do this and we're going to win because that's what I do. I'm the golden boy. And, you know, Dolph Lundgren's like. I think better in a, you know, strip club. <laughs> and then they better. go, and, yeah, there's a bunch of crap in the movie that you can easily sift through. Right. There are points to watch for. There's the cool giant alien guy and his, his cool drug trade thing, which is a neat concept. Yep. There's the, the CD that, that he, that he unleashes from another arm launch thing, you know, and and it kills all the, the white boys in a room. And, uh, And then, you know, there's there's a uh, they capture this this CD at one point. Right. And they take it to this this uh, mad scientist guy that Dolph Lundgren knows He's his whole scene. He's worth checking out. Yeah. You know, watch the whole scene with him in it. I mean, he's overacting, but he's he's a mad scientist. What are you going to do? He does a great job. And uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, And (laughs) but then, you know, there's there's the the other alien comes down and he's. It's like yeah, he's uh, kinda, it's almost
3: kind of Battlefield Earth looking.
2: Yeah, he he's he's got kind of his head shaved in the front like and he's got like this this mullet with nothing in front. I don't right, know.
3: Yeah. He's just kicking it, man. He's he's a, uh, you know, he's a little behind on the times.
2: Yeah, what are you going to do? So he he's come to take this other guy down. Right. And he's kind of inept really. He really does. The, the only thing that he does well is he gives his gun over to Dolph Lundgren and Brian Ben-Ben so they can use it to actually kill the alien.
3: Well, how about when he first shows up, man? He's just blowing holes to the wall that are big enough to drive a truck through, man. It's like, wow. So he's got some, you know, they've got some impressive weapons that they bring down that he's obviously a alien cop, I guess, chasing this guy. Which yeah, is, is not an uncommon something. theme with this show.
2: No, no. <laughs> it, it's... It's not executed as well, but, yeah, it's the same kind of premise. And, well, it, it, his gun is kind of like the guns in the first Critters movie.
3: Right, right.
2: You know, like like where they they leveled the thing and it, like, destroyed a whole wall of a house. Right. And then, like, in the second Critters movie, it would destroy, like, one cripe. Right. So, you know, if, if there was going to be a, a I Come in Peace 2, then his gun would probably, like, you know— barely knock an aluminum can off of a, a fence post or something. Right. And of course there's, there's the, uh, the I come in peace was almost like just to set up the whole movie for Dolph Lundgren to say,
3: yeah,
1: because <laughs>
3: yeah, that's all they had. <laughs> but you know, you think somewhere along the line, they would have said, you know, alien etiquette. These, this does not mean what you think it does. <laughs> I come in peace to drain your brain basically. So,
2: Yeah. Uh, We've told you all there is an how Long. how Long. So he shows yes. up in it.
3: Yes. Without he a shows doubt. Up in
2: it. Watch for him. That's fun. You know, anytime the white boys are on, you can you can skip that. <laughs> you know, you get to see some cool Dolph Lundgren roundhouse kicks, which he, he's not quite as as agile as like Mel Gibson. Right. But it's because he's. Like, you know, two feet taller.
3: <laughs> and that's the um, that's the trick there, too, because Dolph Rundgren, we, we know him as being a big fella because of Rocky IV. Right. And, and he's small compared to these guys playing the aliens. Oh, well, and these
2: aliens, yeah, definitely. I've seen these guys in other things, too. and it, They kind of freakishly tall is what they do, right. especially the, the the evil alien. Right. Who gets more screen time because yep. he's scarier looking. Right. right. I mean, watch for him. You'll you'll recognize him if you've seen movies in the 90s because he showed up in a lot he's of kind
3: of like if you take – uh Christopher Lambert from, from Mortal Kombat, with the white hair, and you stretch him out real long, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like like yeah. real like Al long? You stretch him like out, Al long. stretch him out Al long? And put some cataract contacts on him. You've got this alien, and you know,
2: and also if you kind of took the big jaw dude, you know the guy that was on the the X Files. And he was in a, all those movies in the 90s. Right. He's got that huge mouth and a big jaw. Yeah. He's kind of like that dude, too. Like, he shows up in – like, when they yeah. can't get that guy, they got this dude.
3: Yeah. Yeah. What was his name? Uh, Lou Gossett Jr.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he <hate laughs> me. He's
2: larky proof. Um, <laughs> so, you know, re- other reasons I've got to watch it. Big Alien Gun. Yeah, you know, he's got this big alien gun. He shoots it, and cars explode. He shoots it, and tanks explode. He shoots it, and people explode. I mean, it's just like a if you shoot at things, it and it kind of shoots like the gun from RoboCop, you know, kind of right. the, the the Cobra assault pistol or whatever that like fires bursts. Right, and then anything he bursts at is... Yeah. Um. Uh. Brian Ben Ben at the end, he's 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 got a quote that I thought was worth repeating. It says, "I'm used to following procedure right now." I just want to kick some ass. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. So what we're, <laughs> what we're basically saying is there's some pretty good action in it. There's some <laughs> some house kicks by Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some stuff blowing up. There's a scene in a car garage that looks very much like Highlander where they're running across the top of the cars. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Um, the, the concept of what the alien is doing, I think, is a good concept. It just falls it's, short in a few places, I think this movie might be worth remaking, yes, yes, I think I you think could that, you could do that
2: I mean like somebody like like if I hadn't just watched it, I might say, no, the first one's good, but the first one's not good, that's not true right remake it use this concept it's a cool concept maybe flesh out the whole drug trade in space thing a little bit more maybe start out in space and come down and then you're like oh he's getting that drug he was selling right kind of let people put the pieces together it's a cool
3: concept right it's got some great action yeah might need to be remade i I think it just falls into the category of not as good as it should be because of when it came out it's right at the end coming out of the 80s you're getting into that '90s kind of funk of what happened there, and you're trying to pass technology that's already been established as a weapon. So I, I think those things just kind of hurt a little bit, but it's still fun. It's worth checking out. It's yeah, it's a good sit-down popcorn, have a good time movie. Yeah.
2: Walk in and out of the room, you're not going to miss anything.
3: Right. It it
2: ends on a freeze frame too. You know, I, I pointed this out. We were talking before. You know, he's he's been promising his girlfriend. Dolph has been promising his girlfriend a vacation the whole time, and he's like, "I guess we'll take that vacation." And then he asks the the you know, the Fed, "What's your name?" Anyway, he's like, "My name's Harlan Smith." And he's like, "Your name's Harlan?" <laughs> and then they all start laughing, and it just freeze frames, and the credits roll. It's like the end of an episode of Mask or something. It's yeah, it's like the end of every cartoon in the eighties. Like,
3: <laughs> and then the cut, and then the credits roll. Yeah. And he, I'm glad we don't fall for things like that, man. I just hate that goofy stuff. It really is. I mean, we're very serious yeah. about our craft. Yeah. And, That's right. And we know beautiful. this movie inside and out. <laughs> just
2: like the big dude who plays the alien, the big right. dude who plays the other alien. How Al
3: long's one. in there somewhere? That's right. So we hit all the high points. How long? Yeah. How long? You stretch him out long, he's also a high point. <laughs> awesome. I love the fact, too, that it all comes down to this abandoned mill that they run to to fight the alien in, and they just blow the whole place up, and it seems like nobody cares. <laughs>
2: <We just laughs> there's also the whole, like, you know, near the end there, they've got to come up with ways to get in this. So, so they, like, they get a Somehow, he leaves behind the drug that he's been collecting. The most important thing he's got, it's like, oh, look, look, he left this behind. It's not on his wrist anymore. And then they, they show the alien, he's
3: like... Aah! <laughs> thing.
2: it's like if i just lost one of my shoes or something it's like where did my shoe go oh, I'm eight miles away how did i not notice it wasn't there right yeah, yeah. and so they chase the guy into the, the warehouse and, and they have the show down there they leave the drugs out there he walks up like huh <laughs> it's like even the predator knows when a when a, when a, a trap that bad's about to be sprung. Or oh. say that he's the predator too. So.
3: Right, right. That's what I, you know. We're dealing with some guys that think I come in peace means something totally different. So
2: uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it means give me your endorphins.
3: Which, by the way, I,
2: I, I when they were talking, they they named the drug that's made of endorphins. I wrote it down. It's called Blarcy. All right, Blarcy. A priceless drug. At
3: and least, at least they gave some explanation, I guess, because you really get no understanding of why, you know, where they came from, any of that stuff, right? I yeah, don't remember well, I mean, anything. <laughs>
2: the, guy, the guy explains what he's doing, and you had kind of figured it out before then right. that he was making people OD and then extracting something from their brains, so you get it, right? But you know, the other the other cop is there for two reasons: to give him the big gun, and then before he dies. When he dies, he gets all like cheese curdly, like right, he's been been hit with something (laughs) and he's got this white, like blood, like right, 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 curdles, you know, it's all like thick. And then he's like, Take this, promise me that you'll kill him. And of course, we've established early on that he he always keeps his promises, Dolph Lundgren, right, sure, except that he promised his girlfriend (laughs) he'd go on a vacation and and he he promised he would leave
3: the job and leave the the job alone. Yeah. yeah,
2: he's got a good track record. He keeps his promises, though, pal. Yeah, that's right. People.
3: Yeah. Don't doubt it.
1: He gives all the babies to R. <laughs>
3: people. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? Again, I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It's it's not high on my list, but it really works well with what else we tied in for this show. So yes. it was enjoyable. I, I actually enjoyed sitting up and watching it and getting a chuckle or two out of the white boys. And, uh, so, yeah, and that's not a racist thing. That's just, you know, I'm down with the whitey.
2: So I'm just going to break it down for you right now. You're sitting down, you're watching, you're watching dark angel, AKA I come in peace. You're going to watch for the kills because even though they're all the same, they're They're all pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool. You know, it's, it's a sci-fi thing more than it's a horror thing. So it's not about creative kills. It's about the sci-fi kill. And they did those, they did those special effects. They wanted to use them. Right. Um, you're gonna watch it for you know the the CD killing machine. You're gonna watch it for some roundhouse kicks and some action rolls and some sp- sweep the, the room with the gun action. You're gonna watch it for Rosie the Riveter getting you know hats off to her. Um, <laughs> you're gonna watch it for the you know the whole cop drama between the by the book guy and the renegade cop because you're not tired of that. I mean, who's tired of that? <laughs> um, you're gonna watch it for the big uh, epic showdown at the end. And that's about it, really. Oh, and yeah. you're going to watch it for the crazy scientist friend guy. Oh, yeah. Watch that whole yeah. sequence. That guy's yeah. great. And the fact that he insults the Fed guy right. repeatedly. Right. There's also, like, the beginnings of this whole, like, distrust of the government being, like, a major theme. Because, right. you know, the government finds out about it. Well, I mean, actually, it's not the beginning of it. It, it happened in Alien. You know, the, the corporations want the alien for a weapon. It's the same thing here. The government's like, let's just not talk about this right. alien thing. You right. know, it's it's very subversive, and, you know, the, the Fed guy has to figure out where he stands on that.
3: Yeah, the whole twist there I thought was pretty interesting, too, because, you know, Dolph even tells him, hey, when you go talk to this guy, here's what he's going to say, and you're going to be double-crossed, and that's exactly what happened, so. Yeah,
2: yeah, there was a lot of screen time that was given to that, which makes yeah. me wonder how much they thought was going to be, yeah. how, mu- how important that was going to be. Right, right. Anyway, I, I think that there were a lot of good concepts, and, and it just – it fell into a 90s action movie. Right, right. And so it could only be as good as it could be.
3: That's the only crime that I can think that it's guilty of is just when it came out. Uh, yeah. I think the concept is great. It just wouldn't execute it as well as it could have been. That's pretty much it. Would I, yep. Would I recommend watching it? Absolutely. Check it out. If you haven't seen it, check it out without a doubt. And I, I do think early on when
2: we when we talked about doing this, we had a couple of people come on Hailming and say, really, Dark Angel? That's or Or I come in peace. It might have been the first time I heard it called Dark Angel. And I was like, yeah, Dark Angel. It's a great movie. Sure. Now I'm I'm going to tell them right now. They They might have been right. It might not have been worth <laughs> revisiting as high up on the list as I as I thought it was. Right, right,
3: right. But at the same time, again, that's why we're doing this. We want to try to go back and rediscover some of these. And still say there's parts of this movie that are pretty awesome. There's some yeah. good there's some good effects in this. Some good explosions. It's an action flick. Absolutely. I'm gonna give it six owl longs.
2: Six owl longs. I too was thinking six. Okay. I think I'm gonna give it a six like a six out of ten giant alien guns.
3: And the guns are pretty awesome, I have to admit. They're the guns really are. are pretty cool. They're, yeah.
2: they're like, and, and the fact that the aliens are big dudes, right. when they have them, you know, it's like they're carrying a little shotgun or something. I mean, it's, it's huge and they're big guys too. So when, when the they have to use two hands on them. You know, I, they, you
3: know what I think the problem is with the movie now, I think I've got it. It didn't really show us anything we hadn't seen before, except for the CD thing. Everything else we we've referenced the whole time was things that we've kind of seen in other things. Yeah. So I think maybe that's the problem with it is, it well, had too many things that we've seen before,
2: and that's why the drug stands out. Right? It's like the drug was the the element of the movie that we hadn't seen, but because it was kind of a mystery, by the time you figured it out, you're you're so laden down with all the right. you know the, the stuff you have seen that you're just like, oh okay, yeah, it's I get it. And you it, it didn't have the impact. Like I said, redo it. Kind of explain the drug thing. Maybe have them extract it from another creature, and then be like, oh, you know. And, what's going on here and get, get everybody interested and then do it. Well, I'm, I'm, but I don't know. You're it right. might not be remade. It would hurt anybody.
3: Well, but, and, and I think that's a good point because I think it's the first movie we've said, yes, this one could be remade and probably benefit from it. Yeah. So.
2: I think so. And Dolph Lundgren would have to come back as like the guy's boss in the precinct because he couldn't play that character again. Right. Brian, Brian Ben-Ben probably come back.
3: Well, speaking of Brian, Brian Blessed, what do you think about this movie?
0: Flying? Blind on a
3: rocket cycle. Hmm. I think he kind of feels about the same way. He's kind of in disbelief. Yeah. He's in disbelief. <laughs> he doesn't believe it. I, that's that's what I think. That's what disbelief is. Yep. All right. We'll be right back.
1: It's been a while since his last adventure, and this time. It can last all of eternity. Because in space, no one can hear you teeth. (coughs) Brokeback Gully Pictures presents... Baby CeeLo Green in Space
3: can not blame it, baby low. No, not the death blossom.
1: Great googly This time, the galaxy never stands a chance.
2: Hello, this is Danny Bennett from the Hail Mang Power Hour, and I'm excited to provide you with a previously unseen first scene from the hidden yes this was from the cutting room floor and through toils and torment we managed to get this for you so sit back and enjoy
1: hello friend can i interest you in a vacation anywhere in the universe hold up dear did you like driving fast? Would you like killing folk? Have you considered Earth? <laughs> Loud rock and roll, yeah, Earth. I'll book your flight on the next rocket. You're gonna love it. Killing, fast driving, rock and roll. Here's your ticket. Don't even think about stiffing me. Sixty rupees. Yeah, nice. Hey, did you ever talk to that Altarian who was bugging you? (laughs) Probably did. Need a vacation, that one. Alright, man. Well, enjoy your trip. Well, he seemed like a very nice guy. Oh, well. Back to work.
3: All right, welcome back to the second movie. I am excited about this one this is this one ended up being higher on my list than I thought we should have covered this one earlier, and we just have it and uh man, uh, revisiting this movie it knocks it out of the park man i I love this movie and yeah uh, i
2: mean it it's got the same it's got similar ideas in the plot than uh right. I come in peace does, but it's just so much better. Yeah. A movie and who does not fall into any of those traps
3: who would have thought that Jerry Reed you know pretending to be uh Burt Reynolds in this movie being the bandit smoking the bandit part three that this movie would have been such as big of a hit as it is man and just be so impactful hey, oh, me. <laughs> hey,
2: the fact that he's wearing that hard plastic Burt Reynolds mask it makes it hard to really, yeah.
3: it's kind of frightening and no overdubs either I mean when you hear him talk that's him talking yeah, that's kind of talking. <laughs> it's yep. it's kinda of like the last Batman movie where you got Batman going ah, blah, blah, blah. and you got Bane going. Boo, 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 boo. I needed I needed subtitles for that movie, so
2: sorry, yeah, well, sorry
3: Batman fans, but Batman. I know
2: was they just, wanted to get you know they wanted to get that action like Doctor Doom from, <laughs> the, from the Roger Corman Fantastic
3: <laughs> Four. <Force. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: What? There's so much wrong with Fantastic Four and Roger Corman in the same sentence.
3: <laughs> yeah, Danny is not a big Roger Corman fan. I'll I'll defend I, certain movies.
2: He has his moments. I'll, I'll give him right. that. But uh, there are a lot of times that I'm not a fan. Right.
3: Right. It's okay. We're it's not okay. talking I, about smoking to bed at three. We're talking no, about. No, we're not. We're talking about the 1987 movie The Hidden. The Hidden. Right. Not part two. There's a hidden part two that. Don't, don't waste your time because it suffers from the same problem the other one had that we just talked about is it was made in the 90s. So it just falls yeah. short. But this movie, man, this movie rocks like a hurricane, man. It's awesome. And I, again, you forget how good it is till you go back and visit it again, man. It's really, really good. And uh, we have a synopsis for this one. And to give us a synopsis is a crappy Crocodile Dundee.
1: Well, g'day. Crocodile Dundee here. And I'm here to talk to you about The
2: Hidden. The Hidden is a story where a group of kids
1: go out to play a game of hide-and-go-seek. One of the kids is never found. Years later, the boy turns up in a swamp full of crocs. He's (laughs) learned their language.
2: And he's sending the crocs to go kill the other kids so he can finally win the game. That's a great movie, and we hope you enjoy it. It's a fair dinkum and g'day. Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. I thought he was done. I think he thought he was done, too. You know, when you got the fair dinkum
3: g'day, what, what is there to add? Oh, man. Andy, Andy Blackley did a really good job on that one. Congrats, Andy! I, <laughs> I barely caught the, uh,
2: oh, the British accent, you know, as opposed to the Aussie.
3: <laughs> All right, man, rip away! Why do we? Why do we watch the hidden?
2: All right, I'm going to give you uh, something that I pulled out of the the first several minutes of it, and here's a good opening statement. So, the rap sheet of Mister Dupree from the from the hospital. The detective says, in two weeks, he's killed twelve people, wounded twenty three, stolen six cars. He's, sick. He's robbed six grocery stores, six jewelry stores, eight banks. He's killed six people with a butcher knife, two of them being kids, and a candy store. He didn't cut up a candy store <laughs> with a butcher knife, but and he robbed a candy store.
3: Yeah, I mean, and, yeah and why wouldn't you? And that's what
2: the guy's done in the last two
3: weeks. <laughs> uh, that's a vacation I've ever heard of one.
2: <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Mr. Um. Dupree's uh, crime spree is the first reason to watch it, and and when you're watching this crime spree in action, <laughs> it's
3: marvelous. It really is, man. From the opening credit, I mean, the whole I've, I, the first thing I got us it just said the opening sequences, man, because I can't think of a movie before this where you saw the security camera do what it does in this one. Yes, where he's in the bank and you see him just kind of walk up nonchalantly and just starts <laughs> blasting everybody. Takes the money, smiles at the camera, blasts it, runs out, jumps into a Ferrari, cranks out some heavy metal. I mean, this has got me written all over it already. Shooting people, stealing money, fast car, heavy metal. I'm in there. That's me. That's what I do every weekend. That's how I mention. I mean, come on. <laughs> so and then he takes off running from the cops. He's jamming out the whole time. He's just rocking in the car speeding like crazy great car chase scenes right here man and it just keeps going and then they barricade him and then he just decides yeah i'll drive through the park
2: <laughs> i i do love it at the end they have the roadblock set up for him and it's the first time you ever see the guy flinch right. you, oh, man, like like for the first time you get a reaction and you're like But who is this guy that up until now, he hasn't given a crap?
3: He just hit a guy in a wheelchair (laughs) with a car and threw him up in the air, man. So if you don't watch, well, let's just face it. If you watch the first five minutes of this movie, you're going to watch this movie. It's just that simple. It's that simple. It just slams, man. It just keeps going. And like he says, when they sit at the roadblock, and he finally decides, "Hmm, this this may be some trouble," because they've already shot his car up, shot him four or five times. He just keeps on ticking, man. And that's a uh,
2: that's Dupree. I mean, that's the first time you're introduced to right this character because, um, well, you know the 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 whole premise of it that you get to understand is that he's an alien, right? And it's not Mister Dupree that's an alien; it's the alien inside Mister
3: Dupree. That's so, right.
2: He just gets into people and uses them up until he can't use them anymore, and then jumps to another one. I'm, and look, I'm looking
3: at you, Friday the 13th.
2: Yeah, yeah, and well, you know, and I was I was kind of struck by the uh, the similarity to the first Men in Black too, with sure, uh, yeah,
3: uh,
2: Vincent D'Onofrio's character, you know, being a you know a, a hick that goes down to look at it, and the bug occupies his body. Right. It's the same kind of thing, and he just uses him up until right. his body's worthless.
3: Yeah. And then they, they do the roadblock. They, they run him off the side of the road. He jumps out. He's still got his gun in his hand, got the money in his hand. They shoot the car, blow the car up, which injures our alien, Mr. Dupree. Puts him in the hospital. He's all burned up. And uh, from there, you kind of get the, re- the, the revelation of what's going on here. And I think it's another thing this movie does is you don't really understand. But when he gets up out of that bed in the hospital – and goes over to that dude that's on the other bed beside him, and he opens his mouth. That whole scene to this day is incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah.
2: the the alien transfers and and
3: crawls out of dude's a, it's mouth. It's a great effect. And right it's into a great that, effect. It looks fantastic.
2: And wasn't it uh, the, this? I mean, it kind of reminded me of the thing. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. kind of has that. It, it's it's uh, same
2: gross kind of
3: yeah uh, mutant uh, feel. She, jelly-like, you know, slimy, black, but it's got like working tentacle kind of thing. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. It's an alien. It's
2: from, a, from the point that you see it on, when you see the body that it's in, you kind of have to wonder where all that stuff is in the body making it work. Right. You know, it, it gives you kind of a, kind of something to, to for your brain to chew on while you're watching the movie, which kind of like in the other movie we went through, you know, that one tried to do a little more of the mystery thing. This shows you the right stuff to make you wonder what's going on to make you want to see more.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the first eight minutes of the film. So eight minutes in all this stuff has already happened. That's how much is thrown at you in this movie. And it doesn't let up, man. This movie just keeps pounding you.
2: Keep pounding you like an alien that's, listening to heavy metal on a vacation to earth is like, what is he there for anyway? Like, you know, it, unlike the first movie where the aliens there on this mission, that's kind of the whole cool thing about it. Don't really know why that aliens there other than he's on the run from another alien.
3: Right. Right. So apparently he's, uh, done some bad things where he was and it had an escape plan and it just happened to lead him to earth. I think he's probably been planet hopping, and this one, he felt like he probably could get away with more, I guess. And, yeah. uh But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just another concept idea. It, it does what I Come in Peace does, but better.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Another reason I've got to watch the movie is Detective Sanchez. Oh, yeah. Who's uh, who's Richard Brooks. Yeah. He's in Firefly. He's in G versus E. Yeah. Uh, he's he's, a, he's an African-American actor. And he's awesome in this. Like he gets, he gets a little bit more than a supporting role. You know, just a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, I love the fact that it. You know, it's like in in the second act, he shows up and says, and somebody says, "Hey, what's that you got?" He said, "It's a flamethrower, <laughs> man." These new these gangbangers get all kind. And you know, if there's a flamethrower that shows up in Act Two, it's gonna go off. That's right. Yeah. So you know he he's the one that got the, it's a flamethrower line. Right. You know. <laughs>
3: So for good all the stuff. all the horror fans out there, another person to, to look out for is Clue Gulliter in this, man. He's, uh, I guess, one of the police chiefs or whatever. And he's just kind of hanging in the office or whatever. But he's just being Clue, man. Uh, You know, you can't think of him and not think of Return of the Living Dead, man. I mean, it's just he's just awesome. So he's always a good presence on the screen, man. You can't go wrong with him. Yeah, I,
2: I agree. And. Um, Just uh, whenever they're in the the police precinct, it could have been throwaway. You know, it it could have been throwaway footage. But they managed to have a lot of – there's the detective he keeps shoveling his work on because they keep sticking uh, the main character onto something new. And Whenever they do, he shovels it onto this other guy. The guy's like, oh, come on. I haven't seen my wife in weeks. uh, (laughs) Oh, I saw her last night. She's doing all right. Um, But they managed to cram a lot of – they managed to cram a lot of character into those scenes. Right. Uh, again, it's just a really well-made movie. It, it makes everything so compelling.
3: And again, why we paired these two movies up? You have got the same scenario. You've got the renegade cop who's lost a partner, and he's kind of doing it doing it his way. So they're bringing this new guy from the FBI to be to help track this person down. So you so you think you think that's what's going on?
2: That's right. And the similarities don't stop there, but they're all the good similarities to you the know, to the movie right. that those are tropes that are, that are done in both of them. You know, the, the cop losing a partner in one of them, it's just a tired plot device. And the other right. one, it actually manages to, to make them characters more compelling because what happens is another alien shows up in the guise of an FBI agent. And he's looking for this guy because his partner has been killed. Right. And, and, and he establishes early on more depth because I, I wrote this down because it struck me. When Colin McLaughlin shows up mm-hmm. as the alien that's in pursuit of this criminal and the uh, the detective says, Well, I lost my partner, he says, Yeah, I lost a partner once. You'll get another. Right. Right. I mean, you know, and, and he very easily could have been like, Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. And and he, he is you see he's a very emotional character. Yeah. But he chooses at the beginning to be very blase. And right. it, it does this job of just making you wonder, well, what's this guy about? Is he good? Is he bad? Well, right. Why is he being like that?
3: Because yeah, in your mind, you're there, well, maybe just the FBI acts that way. You know, who knows? Right, right. But maybe you can he's tell he's, cold-hearted. he's yeah. definitely different. So, uh, you know, so you already know that something's off kilter a little bit with this guy. So, uh, but what just makes it more interesting. And, uh, <laughs> I love pretty much, from the opening scene and when when the alien gets into the guy that's got the heart condition yeah everything that that guy's in I absolutely love him sitting at the restaurant with the jam box <laughs> got it cranked up and he's eating he's like banging on the table and he's eating and just bothering everybody in the restaurant they're all looking at him yeah and he, then he just sees you know the guy drive down the road in the car and he just takes off I'm I'm going to go get the car, you know? And and not
2: only does he leave without paying and, and, you know, they don't care because they're just glad to be rid of him. (laughs) But also he just takes off running down the street. Like he's this, he's this 55 year old guy, has a heart condition wearing a suit, you know? (laughs) And he, and he's just running down the street. Like the best way to get this Ferrari is to chase it. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> so to, to back it up a little bit and tell you about this alien, and of course you heard him do the rundown of, of what the guy did to Pre earlier, earlier. And it's all about, they just take whatever they want. If they want something, you've got it. They'll kill you. They'll take it. Right. They like and fast cars, Ferraris. fast cars, loud music. Uh, You know, the, well, he gets the jam box because he goes into a music store and just decides yeah. he wants it. Dude tries the to club r- him. <laughs> he kills the guy, takes whatever CDs he wants. A record cassettes. store
2: guy comes up to him because he's just pocketing tapes, you know. <laughs> Cassette tapes, not CDs.
3: Yes. on a movie. I, I I need this till Tuesday. I uh, also hey. need this boat thrower. <laughs> and, he's, and he's putting it
2: all in his pockets, and the guy said, uh, and the guy says, hey, I'm
3: talking to you, Wang.
2: <laughs> I, I, like that, you know, I, I wrote it down because I was like, oh, that's, talking to you, Wang. But and the guy pulls out some kind of a billy club or something and goes right. to, to whack him with this sap. And then, the, of course, the alien just takes the first hit and wrenches it from him and then just beats him to death right there. <laughs> and then he walks down the street because he doesn't really have to worry about it. You know, right. that's, that's the thing is he doesn't have any repercussions. And even if he did get shot, it wouldn't kill him wouldn't until he did enough damage, you know. Right. so uh,
3: Then he, know, he, he chases the guy in the car and when he gets to the dealership, oh, that scene's fantastic. I want this car. Hey, buddy, I'm buying the car. Keep your hands off of it. I want this car. I need the keys. And you had the bodyguard to come out and push him around. He pushes him around. Then he basically grabs dude's face and just starts shooting him in the stomach with the gun.
2: Right, because it turns out this guy that had the heart condition was also an arms dealer. So, you know, he went back to the office, got a bunch of guns and, 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 you know.
3: Yeah, took care of business. Lucky
2: you. But yeah, he, um, he shoots that guy and then he goes into the back where, uh, another note I've got is, you know, they're, they're tooting blow out of a tiny Ferrari.
3: Right. Yeah. Got it all laid out there. Yeah. Uh,
2: and, uh, you know, they, they, they're, they're cutting it with a charge a card. <laughs> anyway, I, I know they're, they're stupid little things. That's just the thing. It doesn't have to have all that cause it's a, it's a good movie anyway. Right. But like, All these little things are are, are amusing, little little things I noticed.
3: (laughs) Uh, And you got, uh, you know, the knock at the door, and they opens at the door, and the bodyguard falls in. (laughs) He just steps in and goes, I need the keys. (laughs) And they give him the keys, and he just says, thank you. And then he just shoots both of them. He didn't even have to kill them, but he just did. Why not, right? I
2: mean, he really basically looks at all the people here as just bugs. Right, and he's just squashing them. Um, uh, you know, th- there's a there's a sequence where where Kyle McLaughlin goes home with the uh, detective He says, "Would you want to come to my house for dinner?" And he meets his his daughter who kind of gives him a knowing look. And uh, there's there's a little weirdness there w- with that because Cal McLaughlin is an alien, but he isn't the same kind right. of alien. Yeah, and all of his interactions with people are kind of on the other end where they're 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 not like brutal, basic interactions. They're right. they're these ethereal, like he says things to them and they don't understand what he's talking about. Right. Um, but, yeah, he, he plays kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. He's the lawman who's after.
3: But he still likes to drive fast. I mean, so when they yeah. get – they get so, you know, here he is. He's the FBI agent and you've got this cop that's being teamed up with him and they go says, we'll take my car. And they get a, in a brand new Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing 90 down the street. So you're already being given some hints here of, hmm, you know. Right.
2: And he, li- the other guy likes Ferraris. He likes Porsches. And, and he says, you know, well, so, okay, I've got to uh, – how much do you think they're like – these have got to be expensive. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I
3: don't know. Like, I stole it.
2: <laughs> well, can I can I ask how much it costs? And, okay. He was driving. <laughs> how much does it cost? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, what did you do? Steal it? Yeah. Yep.
3: <laughs> I mean you know, it, It's 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 almost Starman Type It's I mean, almost Starman They're they're both Both kind of like that Because the next scene I was going to bring up Is when The guy in the red Ferrari Is driving down the street And he sees the guy Picking up the chicks So he tries yeah. to do The same thing And it just doesn't uh-huh. Work out for him You know And he even pulls out The gun Like he's going to Shoot one of them Because they didn't do What they did With the other guy and, right, uh, right
2: He's just trying To, to, to play out These base instincts He's already right. killed stuff And he's had loud music and he's driven fast cars. And now he, he's like, Hey, w- w- what's this woman thing about? That's probably pretty good. Right. Um,
3: that's where he ends up going to the arms dealer. That's where he ends up going back to the shop because that's when you get,
2: yeah, yeah. he goes through his right. wallet.
3: Right. And then the, the tentacle pops out of the arm, which is still looks fantastic, man. Oh, the yeah, the
2: Effects in this look, look really good. Yeah. And, and again, so visceral. He just, he tapes his arm back together And it's it's another one of those effects where it doesn't have to be good. It's it's already got you cringy.
3: Right. Right. It's done so well, man. It looks great. And what does it do? I just throw some duct tape over it. It'll be fine. Right.
2: (laughs) So moving on reasons to watch this movie. I mean, I I don't want to go through the whole plot step by step, but this alien's just going through doing whatever he wants. And every time he's on the screen, you're just riveted to what he's doing because he doesn't care about laws or people or rules or anything. He just does what he wants to do. And it's, it's hypnotizing. Right. Because you're watching him. You're going, what's he going to do next?
3: He's, you know, he, he's the ultimate bad guy, but he doesn't know he's being a bad guy.
2: Yeah. Or doesn't care. He doesn't he, care. He doesn't have yeah. an agenda. So it's hard to stop him. Right. That's why Kyle McLaughlin can't find him. Cause he's not, Going anywhere? He's not doing anything. He's doing whatever he wants to do at the moment. So he's impossible to track. Right. That and every time a body that he's in dies, he moves to another one, and then he has to start the hunt all over again. Right. So.
3: Yeah, it's um, it's, it's just awesome.
2: <laughs> there's a, you know, then Claudia Christian comes in. If you if you're a Babylon Five fan, she's in that. um, She's in a, a ton of you know movies as a. Yeah.
3: On Babylon Five? No, just her in particular. Yes.
2: yes, I was gonna say Babylon Five is an acquired taste. I'm not sure I have it.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, Claudia Christian you know, is a is a stripper in this, and uh, <laughs> and she ends up taking on the uh, the the alien creature. Because yeah, it's time for him to switch.
3: Yeah. He's losing a lot of blood. He's sitting there at the bar and he's drinking and just, it's just running out. He's blood loss.
2: So I uh, think he's going to go there to, you know, to have sex with her, but he decides yeah instead to swap into her. And then there are some people who, you know, he's trying to kind of lay low, low, getting out of there. Cause nobody knows they're looking for a stripper. They think they're looking for this, this guy with the heart condition. That's right. who has been wreaking all this, uh, mayhem everywhere. And, uh, he gets a little ways down, and or she does, and yeah. and some some guys are like, "Hey, yeah,
3: hey, you like cars, baby? I got a car over here. You want to go check it out? Yeah, baby." Was that you? That was me, man. I had my little. Uh, I'm trying to think what the jacket was. It was almost like a Firebird jacket or something. Oh, uh, whatever it was. So Those classic some, '80s racing jackets, man. Everything about that guy stuff.
2: <laughs> but you know, so then there's there's one of the you know being a kid at that point as one of the the scenes I remember because. You know, she does the guy in the car, and at right. first, you know, it's kind of a, if the car's like rocking, don't, don't come, come knocking. knocking yeah. It's a, hey, what are you doing? Ah. <laughs> and I don't know what she does to him, but she, she screws him to death there in the car. Yep. And then, um, you know, kicks him out the door and takes off takes in his, his Cadillac. Car. That's right. She doesn't like the Cadillac. No, not as well. Too much of a boat, you know.
3: Right. But She gets pulled over by the cops, and she comes out and does a little flit, like a skin flash kind of thing at them. They're like, oh, hey. And then she just – she blows them away, right? <laughs> yeah, she, well, she's got all those weapons from the uh, from the
2: guy who was the armed dealer. She's got a big duffel bag full of assault weapons, you know, something that would make uh, John Matrix proud. <laughs> and then she goes out there, and, and you know, she – she blows these two cops, you know, I think they, they, you know, get behind the door of the car. And,
1: oh,
2: right. It's not your regular Saturday night. Or they say something, <laughs> you know, easily that hokey. Betty, Betty, Betty. <laughs> but then there ends up being a showdown in a mannequin factory, right. in the Neptune mannequin factory yeah. where Kyle McLaughlin and the, and the detective and it very easily could have ended to Right. And right. they chase, they chase her all the way up. You know, they, she shoots at them, they shoot at him that everybody's getting, and they, they shoot her full of holes at the, and the roof of this building. Right. And then, you know, it's time for Kyle McLaughlin to take out his little alien gun. He's got a little, little noisy cricket alien gun (laughs) that he's going to, he's going to use to kill, but he can only shoot the alien when it's out of the body. because It doesn't do anything to, to the flesh of humans. So he's got to wait for the, the body to be damaged enough that it has to jump out. And it's waiting, and then she jumps off the roof of the, of the right, building.
3: Right, right, right. So, I mean, normally, a movie of this caliber would end right here. You're right. Yeah, yeah. His partner's hanging off the edge. He's about to fall to his death. You're shooting the bad person. They fall off the roof. You go and save your partner. You pull him up. But guess what? That's not the end, folks. You're maybe at the halfway mark in this Joker.
2: And Dark Angel, they would have just had a freeze frame while they were laughing, and it would have been over. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about... The hidden. That's right. So in the hidden, you know, and this was the part, to be honest, I had forgotten that it continued on from here. Yeah. Because at that point, it, it jumps into a dog. Right. And the dog is is the dog of the, um, of the chief of police.
3: Lieutenant Man- Masterson. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, at this point, they decide to arrest Cal McLaughlin and put him away because. There's just some weird stuff going on here. There's no not getting any answers. Right. They're also and finding out that he's not who he says he is. Yeah,
2: he's he's not really an FBI agent.
3: Right. Right. So and there's all these things are just not adding up. So in order to keep people safe, let's just lock this dude up for a while. Well, I've, I've, I've
2: got here, you know, reasons to watch the movie from this point on. You got the Neptune Factory mannequin yeah. awesome. thing with the showdown is good, and then I've got dog attack. Because yep. Lieutenant Masterson gets attacked <laughs> by his dog, he's like he's he's getting a midnight snack. He turns his back on the dog, and the dog, just, like this dog, could have been the car, man. That's right. It, it was like four feet off the ground. It jumped into his back, knocked him out.
0: Roof, 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 roof.
2: I mean, yeah, it it uh, it totally it, it took me by surprise because i had forgotten. Oh about man,
3: it. this dog puts Cujo to shame. It. It puts Kojo to shame with the jumping through with the, the jumping through the door. He actually jumps through a door. <laughs> <laughs> through a door. And this isn't a big dog either. No, big, man. Yeah, this could be the dog from the the mask. <laughs> it's only slightly bigger than Benji, you know. Um
2: so then, you know, the chief of police has got the alien in it, so he's got pretty much free reign. He goes right. in, hey, I thought you were off today. Well, I'm not because he's so awkward he doesn't really know how to act he just knows that people give him respect in some bodies and they don't in others they treat him differently in different bodies but he's always the same well I want that give me that you know like (laughs) and sometimes he says it and people give himself and sometimes they don't and if they don't then he just takes it
3: right
2: yeah he's a bad dude so yeah I mean we've got we've got his whole crime spree We've got when he goes into the new body, he's really the reason to watch the movie. The bad guy alien is the reason to watch the movie. Yep. The plot around him does a great job of supporting it. But every time he's doing something, you're like, oh, what's this guy going to do next? Right. You know, he's in the dog now. What, what's he going to do next?
3: Right. And, and he, the the the, the lip licking thing, man. Every one of yeah. them do it. You know, It's just a sign that the alien is in there. Even the dog does it. So yeah. that's pretty interesting. You know, what a weird little thing to give you there.
2: Yeah, just kind of a tell so that so that, you you know, it's kind of a plot device. But right. but so what? You know, so he gets the, he doesn't know how to, to wet his lips or he doesn't like the the sense of it or whatever. Um, and he tells, you know, there's a there's a showdown that occurs at the police station. He's in the chief of police now. Yeah, um, Kyle McLaughlin's in the jail. Uh, does he go to the jail to get him right. out?
3: You know, he's going to kill him.
2: He's going to kill him because he's the only one, and he doesn't have the gun right. that kills him. Right. Because that's in evidence.
3: Right. And so, then when they it, find out the police or, or uh, the lieutenant is starting to wreak havoc downstairs, then they start reacting and trying to get the gun back to Cal McLaughlin, getting ready to you know try to finish this thing off if, if they think that's what's really going on. Right. And it's it's becoming more and more evident that the that the lieutenant is uh, not normal. He's just right. blasting people left
2: and right. Yeah, and he starts throwing people around and stuff. Because again, you know, he people have stopped giving him what he wants. So his 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 default then is just to take it. Right. So so again, we're not gonna go through the whole plot. He's gone through the 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 police station, he's looking for Kyle McLaughlin. There's a sh- there's a shootout there. Um, sadly, you know, Lieutenant Sanchez gets shot in the groin.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oy! <laughs>
2: <laughs> um that, that's where we see um uh, danny trejo shows up for a minute as a
3: prisoner as a yeah, reason to watch this movie uh, danny trejo in uh, some green pants man i don't know what else to say about it he's got like a little uh almost a mop top beetle-esque kind of hairdo hey man when you gonna let me out of here yeah she so needs yeah. to get rid of those green pants man
2: Danny Trejo needs to take his pants off. You heard it here yeah. first, people. <laughs>
3: Tell me.
2: But so, yeah, we, we move on. Well, what's happened now is earlier the, the alien took note that there was a, a, sen- a senator.
3: Right. Was on the TV. Town. He was watching the he TV in a restaurant.
2: Yeah. Right. he might run for president. And he right. says, oh, you know, he kind of like something snaps on him. He's like, well, you know, if I get into that guy, he's got security around him all the time. He gets what he wants. Yep. I'll go in and get into that guy. So he gets into the police, and he gets into one of the detectives that's on the uh, that's on the security detail, and he gets in there to get after the the senator. Right. And this is where things get kind of kind of weird too, right? Because they they lock down the senator. The the guy gets in there, and then one of her one of his aides is hiding in a closet, and she sees, she the sees what happens, right? But she's still being his aide, right? I probably she probably doesn't know what else to do, but like. It's, it's just a weird little thing that she right. saw it happen and she didn't say, hey, hey, come here. It, probably because she thinks people would think she was crazy.
3: Right. Or maybe she didn't because she was looking through the slats. Maybe right. she didn't see everything. Maybe she just saw what we saw with the camera, which is the body walking up to this body. And right. And then it stops, you know. And then
2: it kind of dies. And, right. And of course, you know, all the, the cops are like, well, he's dead. I guess it's right. over. But, you know, we've learned to know better. Also, so,
3: to kind of keep from, you know, building too much no, of this, no. but there's all kinds of familiar faces you're going to see all through this. Ted White's in there, who's, you know, Jason and some of the Friday the 13th stuff, four, actually. But uh, it, just several, several faces you're going to see at this point that you've seen in tons of movies. So just be looking for those guys.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I'm not trying to, to wash over any of that, but we are giving you reasons to watch it. We want you to watch it. Right. Because you're, you're going to enjoy it. When yeah. I, I wasn't sure I was going to. I, I I knew I liked it, but I didn't realize how good a movie it was. The movie is solid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you know, and this this kind of could be the. I'm I'm wondering if this is going to be how the Trump campaign ends. To be honest, <laughs> you know, like he's up there, and they're like, "Well, he the senator's just been through some traumatic experiences, and he stands up, you know, and he kind of just, I want to be president." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, oh. Hey, all right. he, uh, oh, he wants to be president. Isn't that cute? And then Colin then runs in the room with the flamethrower <laughs> <laughs> and hoses him up and down with the flamethrower. He's on fire. <laughs> and then, and then the, the slug jumps out of his mouth, and he shoots it with the little thumb yeah. silver thing, and and it explodes. The slug <laughs> jumps out of this guy's mouth and explodes in front of everybody at the president. The
3: thumb silver thing. I like that. The thumb silver thing. I hear, I hear a commercial coming for the thumb silver thing. Thumb silver thing. <laughs> when you have
2: alien problems and don't know how to handle <laughs> I want to be president.
3: <laughs> I think
2: I guessed the price wrong. <laughs> uh,
3: but yeah, man, what a, what a way to end the movie, you know. But like you said, dude gets shot in the groin. He's bleed to death. He's dying. He's laid up in the hospital. Cal McLaughlin goes to visit, and he's got feelings towards the family, which we skipped all this stuff before. But it's got a kind of a surprise ending. I don't want to give too much away, but you need to check it out, man. <laughs> I can't say it enough. This movie rocks. It is a great movie.
2: It's worth your time. It's right. it's well worth your time to check it out. 1987 turned out a couple of good ones, and yeah, was it 1987? Was also a Three O'clock High, right? There you so go. I guess There's more than just one movie that came out of that year. So
3: if you've listened to us and you've checked out Curl, Dragon Slayer, all these movies because of this show, this movie you need to check out without a doubt. And if you have seen it, buy it. rent it again. Check it out because I tell you what, you will not be disappointed.
2: It it gets the Hail Ming seal of approval. It
3: really does, man. It is an awesome movie. I'm glad I got to watch it again.
2: Well, that's I mean, I I would say that's all I got. It's 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 not all I got, but. It's all I'm going to go through because what I'm going to say is watch the movie because yeah, I could right. talk about it all day, but you just need to realize that it's worth watching and, and watch it.
3: Right. All right. I guess it's rating time. Ooh. Yeah. So I have to think okay. That. <laughs> you, you got it? Yeah. Cool. Well, go for it. I'm
2: going to give it 55 silver gun thingies, <laughs> silver thumb guns. <laughs> silver, silver thumb guns <laughs> They belong to Kyle McLaughlin.
3: I'm going to give it 28 heavy metal, fast-driving aliens who like Ferraris.
2: Nice. Nice.
3: I, and I give it uh, 15 Jack Shelders, who directed this thing. He did an awesome job. Nightmare on M Street 2. That's right. Also, the little girl in this movie, Nightmare on M Street... Three, four, somewhere around in there. She's a little girl on the tricycle. Three, it's three. All right. Yeah, for all you horror yeah. fans out there. All right. Um,
2: I was just going to say that, that uh, my my stepfather, Mark Smith, he uh, contacted me today to let me know that the last company that is making VHS cassettes stopped making them today.
3: That's right. So VHS,
2: we salute you. That's right. It's a moment of silence for VHS. <laughs> A garbage day, that's that's appropriate. We'll do a little, uh, a,
3: a little what about this one. How about this, thinking one? Of stop you. eating my sesame cake.
0: Stop eating my sesame cake.
3: cheese <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez> and crackers. <laughs> Brian Blessed has got to tell us what he thinks about yeah. the movie.
2: What does Brian Blessed think about the, the hidden? Hunter
3: becomes the hunter.
2: You got the tambourine again, man. What does what Brian
3: Bessett think about
2: VHS because that's no longer being made?
3: What is this madness?
2: Couldn't agree more there, Brian.
3: That's right. All right, we'll be right back.
0: In the age of digital music files like MP3s, iPods, and even new cars that don't offer a CD player and only MP3 inputs... Everyone has all sorts of old CDs piling up. Are you looking for something to do with your old compact disc? Then try the new CD Blaster from Whammo. That's right, blast your CDs at the speed of light. They will cut through anything. And with modern technology, the worse the music is, the more dangerous the disc becomes with the CD Blaster. I shot a Backstreet Boys album through a solid steel beam. Backstreets back, whole right! I had Tony Tim's greatest hits, and now my cow won't be tiptoeing through the tulips anytime soon. I cut through two trees in a barn with an in-sync album, Bye Bye Bye, yours today. You see, friends, scientifically engineered to take your compact disc, read the content, and shoot it based on the music is comparable to having a gun that fires different caliber bullets. You need to take out something big? Grab your Yanni CD. It's that simple. But never, and I repeat never, ever, 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 insert a Yoko Ono CD, unless it's Doomsday or Armageddon. That could have catastrophic destruction similar to a nuclear bomb. The CD Blaster. Order yours today. The CD Blaster, new from Whammo.
3: Hi, this is Sid again, and I'm Nemo, man and do we have something special for you. We are offering a new service that is out of this world. With the purchase of a new Sansui LASIK surgery nodule, we are now certified to bring you a new view to your life. Come on in to Sid and Nemo's Alien Cataract Removal Center. Yeah, I paid for that machine, man. Yes, we have plenty of other services as well to meet your needs. Flight goggles, boots, gloves. Hey, wait a minute, man. That's the stuff left over from that other gig that we had, man. So come on down and improve your sight for your long galaxy trips at the speed of light. That's Sid and Nemo's. Hey, those are my gloves, man. Located next to target and Doug's freaking food mart. All right, everybody. We're so glad that you hung out with us again. Uh, we love covering these movies, man, having a great time. And one thing that really bothers us, I know Danny and I both appreciate this person so much. We grew up with Kenny Baker and, uh, you know, R two D two. Even though you couldn't really see Kenny Baker a lot, he's R two D two, and uh, and we just covered him last episode in a movie. So we're just really, really uh, heartbroken that uh, that we keep losing our heroes left and right. Man, it's it's uh, starting to scare us a little bit. Yeah, eighty three
2: years old. Um, you know, he he definitely didn't didn't pass away after a long life, and we hope it was fulfilling but we certainly don't want to keep covering movies where, where we find out right after we cover them that people pass away. So yeah. we might start looking into movies where people we don't like are the stars. <laughs> Brian Ben I mean, Ben. I, I can take him believe leave him. I guess
3: <laughs> we got Danny Trejo in there though, man, we can't have yeah. That. Well, I'm going
2: to, well, there are a lot of people in these movies I like and, and Brian Ben Ben, if you want to become a fan of the Helming Power Hour, That'd be great. Yeah, we'll take it. I don't, I don't have any problem with you. Yeah. Like I said, Dream on really thought that show was okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. For all all you listeners out there again, we appreciate you guys just sticking with us with our craziness, all the crazy stuff that we do. Uh, It's a great time just for me and Danny to get together and just, uh, Shoot the breeze, man, and just talk about these things we love or things that we don't love and uh, or discover that we don't love that we thought we did. So you can take all those and just wind up a little ball. It's all those things yeah. together. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening to us. Don't forget, if you haven't checked out the stuff on Facebook, check all that stuff out. There's a lot of stuff we're cranking out right now. A lot of episodes being shot up on YouTube. Make sure you check that out. Legion Podcast. Have a YouTube channel. There's a whole bunch of Hell Ming on there right now. So, yeah, we're kind yeah, of we're, we're kind of getting that thing going pretty good over there, too. And uh, don't be afraid to subscribe to either one of those shows, either either Legion podcast in general or the Hell Ming Power Hour as well on YouTube. Uh, subscribe on our Facebook page. And if you listen to the public service announcement, public service announcement, announcement, I, I don't know what announcement is. It's about that much, I think.
0: It.
2: Um, announcement is when you get a, a mouse that does an announcement.
3: <laughs> Anyways, the public service announcement that we did, check that out. It's on the Facebook pages. And uh, it gives you instructions on how to go to iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five star rating, because that's the only way this show gets bigger and bigger. It's you guys out there making it happen for us. Five star rating, leave us a review. It is much, much appreciated because that's the only way that they're going to push it out there and get more people to listen to it. Right. And we're doing this for fun, but it wouldn't hurt if we
2: had a whole gajillion number of people that listen to us. That'd be fantastic. We're shooting. And you for can a, make it happen.
3: Shooting for a gajillion because it hasn't been done yet.
2: I, I think that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, do <laughs> you know no,
2: so what, what I'm here to say is that you can subscribe to any of these things and you should not be afraid. But if that gets you going getting afraid, if that's what gets you going, then be afraid and subscribe. Fearfully subscribe to the Hail Ming Power Hour because we're scary. We're scary guys.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy, people. We'll see you next time. Adios.
2: (laughs) I'm Rick. And I'm Danny. And this is the Hail, Ming, Power Hour. Woo!
3: You ready? All right. Okay, here yeah. we go. Three, two, one. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> no. We're thinking of you, I dismember mama. Thinking of
2: you, Beastmaster 3.
3: <laughs> Ooh.
2: Slumber Party Massacres. 17. One, two, <laughs> three four, <laughs> five.
3: Saturday <laughs> yeah. S- Night, Deadly Night. One, two, and don't forget my favorite. Six, <laughs> seven, and eight. Leprechaun in space. <laughs> That's going on the outtakes, isn't it? <laughs> Just like on UHF. Who was an alien? Philo. Philo. Secret, secret, secret of, of, of the universe. universe, universe. Like, i Like I'm a paper. <laughs>